Alright guys, welcome to today's episode of the Yo Yo Show. We are at the bar in my trailer. <laughs> I don't ever think I'm sitting in a bar unless it's Applebee's getting some hot wings. Any which way, we're sitting at the house tonight. It's a little late. It's like 8.55 p.m. My wife and child's in the bed, so I got to kind of keep it down a little bit. Can't get too wild tonight. Don't be want to wake that child up. Don't want mama coming out of that bedroom talking about, you better calm down, old son. Can't get turned up tonight. No. Anyway, y'all want to talk about some turkey hunting? We're getting ready for turkey season. It's coming up. If you live in the South Florida zone or going to be hunting the South Florida zone, you talking about another week. Next weekend by the time, or this coming weekend by the time you hear this one. Here in Mississippi, we still got two weeks, but boy, it's an early spring. Temperatures getting up in the mid-70s, going to be close to 80 degrees. I was heading down the traceway the other day, the Natchez Trace. Saw about 15 hands and big old boy sitting out there strutting up. But had his chest bowed out, long beard, fanned out red head. Boy, I could just hear him drumming, just like if I was sitting next to that field up against a big old oak tree. Back up in the shade while he's shining and gleaming and bronzed out in that sunshine. Hmm. I can't wait. Some old hens was pecking around, and I'm sure they was doing the, yo, yo, yo. He's out there. Ooh, boom. Knock him down with that big old 12 gauge. I like all that hammer. All these folks out here with these four tens, these 20 gauges. I understand. It's a thing to do. It's a trendy thing to do. Heck, my buddy Brian Callahan, he uses a bow and arrow. He bad to the bone with it, but me, I'm all about that boom. All about that bang. <laughs> I'm about that bang, bang. <laughs> Oh, y'all want to be a turkey hunter or y'all want to be a turkey killer? See, I'm here to tell you tonight, today, how to be a turkey killer. Now, don't get me wrong. What I'm about to tell you and what I'm about to explain to you is probably one of the reasons of the decline of the national wild turkey, at least in the state of Mississippi that I know of, probably Alabama too. We don't have as many turkeys like when I did when I first started hunting turkeys. The place I had, we had turkeys everywhere, and I didn't know how to call. I was still learning the game. But the good thing about what I had going on was didn't nobody else turkey hunt, see? And we had plenty of turkeys. I'm talking about we had a spot that was 300 acres. Now, it was surrounded by other acres, as all land is. <laughs> but the spot we had was where the turkeys wanted to be, and it wasn't nothing for a dozen wild gobblers. At any given time to be on that 300 acres, you could mess up a turkey and go to another part of that land and could be on another turkey. Yes, sir. And trust me, I messed up a lot. It wasn't all about that calling. See, I didn't know how to call. I sat up there squawking on it, blowing it in my mouth, and it just sounded like you was just had to just blowing the reeds. Just, 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 just
You know how you can blow in your duck call one of those frosty mornings or trying to blow the dirt out of it from dropping it in the, in the gravel road? You just blow in there. Shock, 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 shock. Shock, 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 shock. Everybody knows there ain't no one no turkey sound like it, but we be trying because we got to be learning, right? You don't learn nothing without failure at some point. Well, my one man perfect, and he died on the cross for us. Just want to kind of guide you into what we got going on here, what we're about to say. Because, see, I used to try to hunt them turkeys, man, hard, trying to call them turkeys hard, and I blame I honestly blame blame the outdoor industry industry of TV turkey hunting on my unsuccessful youth of turkey hunting. Now, I was a late bloomer. I didn't start till I was 19. If y'all have heard the episodes before, you probably didn't heard it. You heard me talk with my brother. If y'all have heard that episode, I was 19 years old. I wasn't a, out there at five years old with my daddy taking me. My daddy didn't turkey hunt. So I had to learn on my own. Killed my first turkey at 11 o'clock in the morning on a 19-degree weather day, a morning, day. Slept in because me and my brother was trying to run them old gals. <laughs> Staying out to 3, three or 4 o'clock in the morning, getting home. We couldn't get up to go chase no turkey at daylight. Shoot, we slept in and still was killing. That's when I should have known I was going to be a killer. I was part of that killer gang. <laughs> Oh, man, people be tickling me so bad when they be trying to be hard with these turkeys, man. These people on the social media be taking all these pictures like they hard. Smile, brother. God blessed you with an animal. You can paint your face and look like a warrior all you want. But God blessed you with an animal. You didn't hunt him down and run him down like you stuck him with a spear or a blowgun. No. You used that TSS just like the rest of us. Shot him at 76 steps. <laughs> but I blame, really, I blame all of the, my failures from watching TV. And I didn't know they edited all that to make, you, make it look good. Like you actually called that bird in and he just strutted around the whole way. I didn't know nothing about no beef footage. They just sit out there, some dude with a camera, taking pictures of a turkey strutting in a field. You doing a voiceover with you calling. But in reality, you jumped out the side of the truck. You hoot out. He gobbled. You run down there. You got set up in a road. You called a little bit. He come walking up the road and you shot him. Yeah, that's good. But you did all that fancy calling. That's for the birds. And I don't mean the turkey birds. Yeah, it's fun to be able to interact with them. That's where I'm at in my life right now. I go down there, I get out of the truck, I go sit beside a tree, and I enjoy what God has given me, the light of that, the light of all of that. The birds chirping, the hoot owls hooting, the crows calling, the turkey gobble, the hen yep. If you listen to the birds, they ain't doing all that yapping in the woods like we be going in there calling. That's for our own interaction. And I love it now because that's what I do at 44 years old. I enjoy the fact of going down there. Finding me a spot in the woods where I know turkeys is at. Maybe it's over old Greenfield, a food plot planted in clover. A lot of people think that's baiting. Think that's the easy road out because you know they're going to come around and eat the clover up. Maybe. But that's where I'm at. I done killed enough turkeys to choke you on your ego. 
for all the real hard wannabe turkey hunters out there. That's why I'm at in life. I could choke you out with the long beards I done kill. I got enough spurs I could lay on the floor and you think it was your kid's Legos in the middle of the night when you got to wake up and go pee and get you a glass of milk. Hey, you cursing. Speaking out pretty loud. That's me. Just so we clear where we at. I was born to be a killer, but now I like just sitting up against some old trees and enjoying life. I like to interact and I like to call, let him walk up there gobbling, looking for me. Maybe it's with his hands. Maybe we are in that food plot. Maybe we're in that old hardwood bottom. If you watch my YouTube from last year, and old David McElwain filmed it for me. We was down in the bottom. He comes strutting through there with his hands. We got the hands yapping and I was a yapping. I was hitting them with the yawk, yawk. And I shot mine at about 45 steps. He wasn't right up on me, but I got to interact with him. So I'm going to get into a little bit of what it takes to be a turkey killer instead of a turkey hunter. See, I always fool with them turkeys. I remember my first time I called in a bird. I walked down in the bottom. After me and my brother done killed some, I'd been with other people to help me kill them. I went down in the bottom. I had an old black diamond primo call, I guess you was. Yow, 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 yow. Yow, 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 yow. Ow. Ow. Here come two of them right up through the bottom. Boom. It was over just as soon as I started. I thought I was the man then. I just called up my first turkey on my own. Little did I know that that just don't happen like that all the time. But as years passed and went on, and I tried all the stuff you see on TV. Bought all the camo. Bought all the turkey vests. That being said, don't forget to go to groundedbrand.com. Use promo code YALT, YALT, one word. <laughs> Get your discount on an awesome turkey vest. But I bought all the stuff. I bought everything. I even used to spray paint the, uh, Sharpie the letters in on my hats that, wasn't, that had a little shine to them. Did everything. But I hunted a lot of field turkeys, and field turkeys are different than more hardwood bottom turkeys. They strut out there with a bunch of hens. And one day I had a buddy of mine. He was kind of a legend, if you would, for the local community, and he was kind of a friend of mine. I never asked him about turkey hunting because I didn't really care too much about it. But after you don't kill turkeys and you go every day and turkeys walk away, get away, it gets to it gets it to hurting pretty bad. You get down on yourself pretty bad. Now you got to remember, I had a place to go every day. A turkey was gonna gobble. Multiple birds was gonna gobble. This is twenty years ago now. You got to think I'm twenty. I'm forty four. This is probably when I was twenty four, and I just couldn't kill them. Couldn't close the deal because I remember watching what they do on TV, the lies that they put on the Outdoor Channel. They edit that stuff. And I was trying to do it just right. Trying to sit down in the biggest tree. Trying to sit down in the shade. Them all lies, folks. They lies. I've shot more turkeys 
from sitting behind the backside of a tree on my knees than I ever thought about sitting on in front of a tree just because it's comfortable and it looks good for camera. They didn't shoot that turkey on TV with that camera facing back towards him where you can look dang near down the barrel. No, that's all B-roll. Stop letting them fool you. A lot of times them boys probably run up, they had good footage, B-roll footage, probably wasn't even the same turkey, and they go down there and shoot the turkey real quick and then use all the B-roll from somewhere else just to make it look like a good turkey. I didn't know that. I just want you to know it's lies invested in that stuff. But I was... Fooling with some turkeys one day and been fooling for months. I say months. You know, we ain't got but two months. So, I mean, I guess a couple weeks. Almost exaggerated, but you know how I mean. And I asked a buddy of mine, a local legend. I said, uh, I said, we got talking about stories. And he's, he was always talking about killing a turkey, killing a turkey. I said, man. And he told me one day, he said, man, he said, you know, I hear a lot of stories. He said, well, people don't kill turkeys. He said, people tell you what the turkey did, what the turkey how he did this, what how many times he gobbled, how close he got, and they didn't seal the deal. He said, you don't want to be one of them guys. I didn't want to be one of them guys. I got tired of telling stories, just stories. I wanted to kill. I wanted turkeys flopping. I want to be standing foot on the head. And he told me, he said, the turkey hunting is about the woodsmanship of the land. Don't, and that's when I realized, you know, he said, don't let the outdoor industry, the TV shows, the outdoor TV shows, thank you, that's how you want, that's how you kill turkeys. That ain't. He said, you want to kill turkeys? Use the land. I said, well, I'm hunting them field turkeys. They can see everything. He said, get down. Crawl. He said, I don't mean crawl like on your hands and knees. Get down like you're going underneath barbed wire fence down. Keep your face down, your head down. And the way he said it was, keep your head down and keep it down. Your belly button will be rubbed raw. And if you ain't got no belly, your junk will be rubbed raw by the time you get to that turkey. He said, you'll be out of breath. You'll want to cry. When you're done crawling and you kill that turkey, you'll get up and you'll want to throw up. He said, if you ever played sports and you had hell week, he said, you'll feel it all in one day. That's how bad, that's how low you got to get on a turkey. You might be able to move six feet. You might be able to move 60 feet. He said, everybody's sitting down. and said, they can see the turkey. You're sitting up, you're your, three, your head's three foot up in the air while you're sitting on your tailbone. But the landscape changes once you lay on your belly. I said, yeah, but can't a turkey see over there? He said, he can, but you're lower than him. He doesn't see you as a threat. He said, and you don't have to catch him. You just got to get close enough to pull the trigger. So I kind of laughed it off and I was like, okay, okay, okay. And one day I was out there chasing old turkey. Been out there in the field just like before. And today I got to where I could crawl down, got low in the grass. Now you got to remember the yellow tops is already up. There's a little brush here and there. And I got down. I took my turkey vest off and got on my belly and I just started crawling like I was in the army. Like you picture from the movies. 
I'd pull myself up with one arm. And then I'd shift my leg to push me and I'd pull with the other arm. And a lot of people always talk about I crawled. I crawled 200 yards on the turkey. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. Not if you wasn't feeling no pain, you didn't. You might have been on your hands and knees, but you didn't crawl. You didn't slide. You didn't slither like a snake. No, you didn't. You didn't feel that good. As you got your turkey caught in your mouth, all you want to do is puke it out. As you keep your head down, some turkeys keep strutting. As them old hens come to investigate, they can hear the scratching, but trying to figure out what's so low to the ground. And as they get closer and closer, that old long beard that would all blowed up, he's back there. He's just a follower. And then all you got to do is wait as them old hens get closer and closer and you can start hearing the, the roar. I don't know if you, what you would call it. It's like that. You can hear that as they're breathing. They're just checking things out. But always before you get ready to set up, you have your gun forward. Always keep your gun forward as you're crawling. That way, if you ever get pan, pan down, your gun's always ready to put right at your shoulder. Shot more turkeys off my belly than I can even count. But y'all know my counting ain't good, no way. I've shot a lot of turkeys that never knew I was there. There was no call. Even though I wish you would go to houndstoothgamecalls.com and look at them y'all, y'all calls. <laughs> Uh, never lose a never lose a chance to take a plug, even though maybe my gun didn't have a plug. <laughs> but as them turkeys get closer, you can crawl right up on them. Just keep your head down, and you get to that magical number they always tell you forty yards. About when you can see the black pupil of the head of the turkey. Boom. And you jump up and turkey hens is flying away everywhere, flushing and flocking and flying over the hill. And you look through that old green grass and that yellow tops. That turkey's just, he's just on the ground. And you run over there and you get your foot on his head because that's the thing that we do. You go over and you hold him down with your foot on his head until he gets done flopping. Maybe grab him by the feet and pull him tight. Give him that little chiropractic adjustment just to make sure. Because we was just shooting that old regular lead back then. And you'd look and you look at that beard and you would take his wings. And you'd push him back a little bit to get a look at them spurs. And oh man, sometimes you'd get a real good one. Them inch and a quarters, them inch and a halves. Oh man. You'd take that, take a minute and you would kneel down as that turkey finally... Took his last flop and man like me, well, he would thank the Lord for such a beautiful day, such a beautiful opportunity to take God's creation. But I also want you to remember, folks, if you're listening, I'm not the guy to write love letters about turkeys. I'm the guy that kills them. I don't write love letters about any company, outdoor company. It's just changed my life. Ain't nobody ever helped me. I got many sponsors, don't get me wrong. But I'm not the guy to write love letters. Again, I'm the guy that was born to kill turkeys. And that day forth, I learned that you keep your head down and you're dangling in the dirt. 
you drag it to his raw. There ain't a turkey out there that can outsmart me. My daddy used to call me the coyote. He seen me crawl in on turkeys that he never would have dreamed that I could have crawled in. My brother seen them with amazement. We all want to be a turkey killer, but all of us ain't got it what it takes. We don't want to put in the effort. We don't want to get our boots wet. We call them the knee booters. Spook every turkey in the woods because we don't want to get down. We think we can just duck our head down and walk up on a turkey, but that ain't true. A lot of us think we're so, we so weak. When I say weak, we just ain't in shape. And don't get me wrong, I ain't in shape no more either. But we think it's kind of like the boogeyman. If I keep my eyes closed, he can't see me. Well, let me tell you something about a turkey. He can see you. I've crawled. I've waded through water. One time I was on a place that me and some other people could hunt, and there was a creek in there, big old wide creek. Water was about waist deep. wasn't flowing too hard, but it was waist deep. And they was across the creek, and they was calling. And them birds wasn't going to come to them. They wasn't going to crawl up to that creek, right? Well, they, you know, they always say a bird can't, won't fly the creek. When they, yes, they will. There, there's birds that will fly the creek. And it's fun when you interact with birds like that. But as they was cr- calling on one side of the creek, I was on down. And I waded that water. Knee deep. Waist deep. Belly button deep. Got back, back on the bank. There was a little levee there. That levee was kind of like, you know, like that creek had been dug out many, many, many moons ago. Had a little hump. When I got up on the other side, I just crawled right up there, peeked over the top. And you always, listen to me, folks, anytime you're behind a tree or coming over a hill to look, always, 100% of the time, have your gun barrel on your shoulder to look. Always. Because here's what happens. When you peek over something and he spots you and you try to duck back down and put your gun on your shoulder and come back up, He can be gone or will be gone. Always come up. When you see the red head and a long enough beard, bust him, smoke, roll him, make him flop. That's a little trick right there. So many people want to go look around the corner. They ain't ready for what they're going to see when they come around the corner, when they pop over a hill. You always got to think the ground looks flat, but if you'll lay down flat on your belly, the whole perception is different. Now, a lot of people are going to say, you know, that ain't how you hunt turkeys. Like I'm trying to tell you right now, we're talking about being killers, not hunters. But that's being a hunter. Ain't no different stalking up a deer. Ain't no different flushing up a covey of quail. Maybe doing a little squirrel hunting. The thing about the wild turkeys I love is the interaction now. So after my buddy taught me how to be a killer, I would crawl through the woods, and I mean open hardwood bottoms, nothing but the leaves dragging. See, a lot of times they ain't scared of that. They think hens scratching around. What you do is you see them old, you say, I can't move on them birds. Yes, you can. You stay low. You stay behind a tree. Don't try to move 50 yards at a time. 
Spot your next objective to get next to, whether it be a tree or a down log. Hey, that's 10 feet. I just got to get, I'm going to get 10 more feet. Hey, I'm going to get 10 more yards. I'm going to stay low. Always use your binoculars. You should never turkey hunt without binoculars. I don't care if you can't see, but 40 yards where you're hunting, always have them. It'll keep you from chasing crows and anthills. And that's a fact. I've chased a few myself. Crawled up on a few. But when you're in no more hardwood bottoms, listen to me, folks. And that turkey pitches out there about 80 yards, and you know you can't kill him, and he's just locked up. Hey, maybe he ain't got no hands. Maybe he does. Maybe he's out there spinning with some hands. You get down, you think, all I need is 40 yards, right? Even though he's 80 to 100, all you need is 40. You get flat down, take your turkey vest off, had nothing but your gun, and you pick out a tree, and you make it to behind that tree. Then you observe the next situation. You find the next tree. You're not always going in a straight line to him. No. You got to weave just a little bit. Maybe you know where he's going. You got to weave that way. It's always just the next tree. It's never... Let me get to the next 10 trees. And then, when you find you one of those big enough trees that you can hide your body behind, you crawl up behind that tree. When you know you're close enough, when you can hear him spitting and drumming, you crawl up behind that tree. Your face is right up against the tree on your belly, right? And you start easing your knees up. Now you're kind of sitting on your knees, squatted, kneeled down, almost like a prayer. And you get your gun, you keep your gun on your shoulder. And depending on if you're right-handed or left-handed, I'm right-handed, so I got my gun out in front of me. You don't have to be right up against a tree, but you're behind it. And you put that gun on your shoulder, and you have it pointed out just a little bit. Are you breathing with me? He's right there. I can hear right there and as you get your gun on his shoulder you got it kind of pointed you got it pointed down at the ground you raise it up to where about how high you think it is and all you do on your knees your butt's touching the heel of your feet you just turn you just lean over to the right and you'll see him and he's going to be close enough and he's going to Maybe spot you, and maybe he doesn't. But if he does, all he does is raise his head up. If he's spinning, strutting, when he spins it around, shows you that red head. Turkey's flopping. Hands are flapping. And again, you have your turkey. You have your long beard. You have another chance to thank the Lord for for another beautiful day. Don't be scared to put in the effort. Even though I'm the guy now, I don't care if I ever kill another turkey. But I'm so passionate about it that every time I hear one gobble, every time I see one strutting, I feel like I got to hunt him. Ain't God good to give us something as glorious as the wild turkey to be able to interact with such an animal? 
to give it a call and it answers you back with all its mighty breath. Your blood's just pumping. I'm the kind of person that don't ever call to a turkey much. I love the interaction now, but when I start my day, I let the woods wake up. I don't wake nothing up unless it's done got light enough that I have heard nothing. And you'll have days like that. The whippoorwills won't be whipping. The hoot owls won't be hooting. The crows won't be cawing. And the sun will be rising. But if he ever gobbles on his own, I never let him know I was there. I get in tight. I find the trees in. See, a turkey's got a gobble. And then when you get so close, the gobble changes to where you can hear the tonsils in his throat. And then you feel like it's so close that you think that's, that could be a jake now because it changed so much. And that's when I know I'm close enough. I'm already getting closer and closer. I use my binoculars as it gets more and more daylight. When he gobbles, I find him in that tree, and then I, I, I survey the rest of the treetops the best I can, and I keep creeping to the next tree, to the next tree, to the next tree. And when I feel like I'm so close that I might bump him, I sit tight into the next gobble. And a lot of times that'll let you identify where he's at. And if you can get, and that's about the only time I sit on my tailbone. I sit on my tailbone, and I wait. And if he'll give me another gobble, I know I hadn't spooked him. Now, I know a lot of times we get confused because early early in the year, we get to start around March 15th in the state of Mississippi. And a lot of times there ain't even no leaves on the trees, nothing like that, so they can see a long ways. But I'm telling you, folks, I'm I'm usually always set up within no more than 60 yards from a, of a bird. My, my preference is 40. My preference is I can shoot him off the limb. When he pitches down, he's already in range. That's, that's being a killer. That's being, I didn't interact with him. All I did was slither my little slimy self right up against a tree close enough to knock him off the limb if I wanted to. I don't know if it's illegal or, un- or unethical. But I had the opportunity to knock his feet from right up up under him. Now, I ain't going to do it again, but I ain't going to do it. And if he pitches down right in front of me, and when they pitch down, it's like, and then when he lands, I take his breath on his gobble. That's how close. And until you get... You'll get so nervous thinking you're trying. You're getting too close. Now, don't get me wrong. You'll bump some hands in doing that too. You'll learn what you can and can't do. And a lot of times, I walk so far, and then I just creep on the ground, hands and knees, so I can get in position. And if I can't get on the right side of that tree that I want, I sit right there behind the tree. Ain't gonna matter to me. That gun barrel doesn't know if you're on the back side or the front side of that tree. And if you aim straight, that turkey will never know either. And a lot of times, if you do your homework at night, you can already be 40 yards from the tree. You don't peep. You don't say nothing. You don't yawn. You don't, you don't move. Only thing that 
aggravates you while you're still sitting there as the mosquitoes. They'll suck your brains out through your cheekbone, but you got to take it. You got to keep your head down, have your hand, your gloves on, and you just sit there. <laughs> blowing the best you can, and every now and again, you'll take your finger and you just wipe that spot. You ain't swatting at nothing. You're just wiping it like a windshield wiper. That mosquito off your cheekbone. They just steadily worrying just all up in your ears. But it's worth it. Look like a, when you get out of the woods, you done killed that turkey. Look like a 16-year-old with bad acne. But it's worth it. Late in the evenings, don't try to go kill that bird in the evening. He doesn't have to be killed in the evening. You go down there and you spot them turkeys with them long eyes and binoculars in them fields. You don't have to go down there and fool with him. The objective is to kill him, but it's never what day to kill him. So if you see that old long beard down in the field with a bunch of hens, don't worry about it. Just get close as you can to listen. If you want to call a little bit and work with him if you want to. If he don't, let him be. Let him do his thing. Late in the evening, he's going to fly up. And when he flies up, you got a better, dest- uh, I don't know what the word is. You know where his destination is. He's going to fly up. He's going to get on that limbs. Figure his old feet out. Make sure he can lock down for the evening. Give you a good old gobble. He might not give you a gobble. But you know where he flew up at. So in the morning, all you got to do is mentally think about where, how far you need to be to get there. And you get up amongst them. Whether it be the hens and the gobblers or whatever. You get up amongst them. And you don't move. You get in there early. I'm talking about 4 o'clock early if you need to. And you sit down and let the world wake up. Let them do their thing. They'll never know you there. That's how what a killer gonna do. Killer gonna, a killer gonna walk out with, with the turkey. The hunters, they come to your job. They come to your work. They tell you all these turkey stories. See you at the Hardee's in the morning. Tell you all these hunting stories. But no rewards. Now, I'm telling you this. Some of this is going to save some turkeys because y'all going to screw it up. That's okay. I screwed up a lot. Then again, some of y'all ain't going to act right, and y'all going to be the reason we're going to have a two-bird limit in a couple years. Maybe even one. Me personally, I wish they would move the whole season back to April 1st. Everybody's already talking about, I hope the birds ain't done before the season starts. I hope they are done. I hope they done bred everything before the season gets started. That's the way I feel. We low on turkeys in the state of Mississippi. In certain sections of property, I might have been the reason. Might not, I mean, I ain't saying I killed over limit. I'm just saying I've knocked a lot of birds out. But you know, my same buddy told me one time, he said, people going to hate you when you kill turkeys. You start killing your limit, they're going to hate you. They're going to call you an outlaw. They're going to call you a poacher. They're going to say you're doing anything illegal to kill them because you can't be that good. Can't nobody be that good. They was right. A lot of people think I'm an outlaw. My buddy also said, <laughs> he said, the ones that call you an outlaw, their kids will call you a legend. They'll hear the stories. They'll think you're one of the coolest things there is. But the people that's got to hunt next to you, 
or in the same years of you, as you. They'll call you an outlaw. Outlaws the legends, baby. But ain't it super cool how God took a turkey-killing machine like me and turned it into a platform where I get to reach millions of people a month, million people a month. All so they can hear the name of Jesus. <laughs> uh, uh. Maybe I was Saul turning into Paul. It's David turning into Yop Yop. If it had been up to me, I'd have killed every turkey in the state of Mississippi. And now, I'm willing to save every turkey in the state of Mississippi. I don't want to stop hunting them, but I want to do more for them. That means trapping nest predators, keep trapping hogs, keep promoting good things that help promote wildlife projects. There's a lot of people in my old hometown of West Point, Mississippi that hate me, hate what I've become, whether it be jealousy or envy or just plain wanting me to succeed until I did. Now I get the opportunity to help so many people and so many outlets of this outdoor industry turkey, you know. I ain't going to lie to you. I don't give to the NWTF. I go to the event. I don't give to them. I don't give to the turkey for tomorrow. Let me explain to you why. I can take my $1,000, my $2,000. I can go put it into my own land to help. I can go put it into my my hunting club, my community. I don't have to give it to somebody, organization somewhere else in order to save a turkey. I can do my part right here. I can take my $100 down here and buy my own clover. That's what I can do. And you can too. And I ain't saying if you want to donate, you do that. You do you. But if I want better turkeys, I want better turkeys for myself too. So I go down here and hire me somebody to burn off my place. If I don't feel comfortable burning it, I take my money and plant my own food plots. I'll make sure that the land I hunt, we only take a certain amount. We don't just take the limit on that piece of property. Those are things I can do. Those are things you can do without money. Yeah, the state of Mississippi can give us three turkeys, but if you only hunt 100 acres and all you got is, and just say you had five birds, ain't no need in killing three. It's legal, I can't tell you, but ain't no need in killing three. But you hunt how you want to. The place I get to hunt, we only we got sixteen hundred acres. Five five turkey hunters, four turkey hunters. We get one apiece. One apiece. I saw sixteen longbeards the other day. So we know four turkeys are gonna come off there. To me, saving a wild turkey is a lot more than taking a wild turkey. I think in youth and wanting to be seen or known as a turkey hunter. There's people all over the world. I mean, I promote products. I don't have a problem. I promote pro- I'm with products that help me kill more turkeys or be more successful or have better hunts or be more comfortable while I'm hunting. I love the wild turkey, but I've killed enough. And I'll kill my few. I'll go out of state and kill a few or hunt a few now. I just don't go at them hard no more. 
I'll go to Texas and shoot one right out of the protein feeder. I'll sit on top of the protein feeder, and as he walks up, I'll shoot down on him. I'll roost on the protein feeder, shoot the turkey from the top side of him because I'm just going to hunt. I'm just going to do what I want to do that's legal. And we always need to remember that. Don't ever let nobody tell you how you should hunt. Don't nobody convince you of what you should hunt with. You want to shoot a bow? Use a bow. You want to use a crossbow? Use a crossbow. You want to use a 410 because it's the end thing to do? Do it. Don't be pressured to think that's the only way just because you shoot one with a 12 gauge. I shoot 12 gauge, three and a half inch, straight eights TSS. I will smoke. My first one, I smoked one at 76 steps. And I'm talking about good steps. I'm talking about them kind of steps like you got to run to the bird and get back real quick steps. Like them kind. So I, that's probably what? 85 yards? So what? Would I do it again? Yeah. Will I do it again? Doubt it. Because I want to interact with birds now. But if you want to be a killer, get on your belly. Shoot from behind a tree. Not in front of the tree. Get out in the creek. Get your boots wet. I always said, if I ever got the inside of my boots wet because of water, it turkeys was coming out. Because there wasn't no way I was walking out with some wet, soggy feet and nothing on my back but the 12-gauge I was toting. No, sir. And I used to hunt way down in them big bottoms. I'm probably the only man you know that probably needs Tommy John surgery from toting out turkeys. Only man, when most folks get muscles from toking out turkeys, I was getting hemorrhoids. That's how far I was toting out turkeys. I don't put turkeys in my in my turkey vest. I cherish, I relish the fact that I got him by the feet with my fingers crossed around him, him and his spurs, and he's walking out on my on my shoulder. His bloody head is packing the t- backside of my tailbone. I get ready to sit in my truck. I got to take my pants off or sit on a towel or I had to just sit on the turkey vest itself to keep the blood off my seat. Cherish that. Because you never know when your last day will be to kill a turkey, period. Something can happen. You might lose land. But I'm telling you, if you want to be a killer, do what I say. Try it. But if you're like me now, you just want to interact with the birds and enjoy that outdoors, do that as well. Again, there ain't nobody that can tell you how to kill a turkey. Just do it legally. Trust me, do it legally. And we'll get into stuff like that that I've done illegal, got caught, just a changed man. And I want to say one more thing for all you people out there that think I'm an outlaw. Or was an outlaw. I know for a fact I'm not an outlaw now. All you people from wherever that might think that you didn't want to fool with me because you heard bad things about me from turkey hunting. When you find Jesus, you have no option but to believe that I am a changed man because I am a changed man. Because the same people that hate me for thinking I was an outlaw and then I find Jesus and become a man that I am today and get to reach millions of people in his name, you got to remember, those people still hate me. But I know your demons too. I know your skeletons in the closet too. Just might be different. Remember, I don't cheat on my wife. 
I'm not a drunken alcoholic and I don't do drugs. Hmm. But if you found Jesus, I have no option but to believe that you are a changed man for finding him in your heart, and I hope you do. But I ain't scared of you. When I first started this, the outdoor industry was trying to tell me I had to walk a certain way. A man once told me, they come out with these shoes that had their logo on. I said, man, I need me some of them hey you shoes. I said, I said, it'd be like when they holler, hey you, I'd be running, right? And the man, this multi-million dollar man looked at me and he said, son, you got to learn to walk before you can crawl. You got to learn to crawl before you walk, I'm sorry. And here I am five, six years later. I'm walking, and they hating. But these my shoes, boo. And these and these shoes be killing turkeys. So any which way, don't y'all forget, I got demons and skeletons in every closet. But but by the grace of God, I am redeemed. And God's given me the platform to use it to show you how it's great being better. So any which way. Y'all be ready for these turkey editions coming out. We're going to be killers. And I'm going to train you. So any which way. Hope y'all enjoyed today's episode of the Y'all Y'all Show podcast. Y'all be back next Tuesday and we're going to have some stories. Some good, some bad. And just maybe I was an outlaw. But your kids think I'm a legend. Y'all have a good one. God bless. And as always, Jesus loves you.